Hi, and welcome to the Homeschool Snapshots podcast. I'm Pam Barnhill, your host, and this is the podcast that gives you a peek into the lives of the homeschoolers next door. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 59 of the Homeschool Snapshots podcast. I'm Pam Barnhill, your host, and I am so happy that you are joining me here today. Well, I say I'm your host. Really, I am about to pass the baton off to our special guest host for this season of the Homeschool Snapshots podcast. You met her in episode 58 with Colleen, and we're bringing her on officially now. Amy Milsick, welcome to hosting the podcast. Hey, how are you, Pam? I'm so excited to be here. I am so excited to have you here. Guys, Amy is such a joy to watch. I first became familiar with her because actually Dawn Garrett, who works with me at PamBarnhill.com, kept telling me, you need to watch Amy Milsick. You need to watch Amy Milsick. She does this great little show called Rock Your Homeschool on Facebook Live. And that was when I first kind of got introduced to you and just loved your personality and knew that you would be a great host for the show. So... Tell us a little bit about your your Rock Your Homeschool show, Amy. Sure. Um, Rock Your Homeschool is all about supporting and encouraging homeschool moms along the journey, just lifting each other up and sharing helpful resources and different ways that we can all rock our homeschools. So are you doing your show daily, weekly on Facebook? How can we find it over there? It's in the Rock Your Homeschool Facebook group, and the Facebook Lives right now are 2 p.m. Eastern times on Friday. Okay, great. And they don't conflict with mine. Perfect. No, no, (laughs) Not I'd have to kick you off. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, so Amy is going to be here with us this season on the podcast, taking over hosting duties, and you've already got a couple of recordings under your belt. And so we're starting for episode 59 with who? Christy Thomas of Play for Life Moms. Okay, so I love Play for Life Moms. I haven't had a lot of interaction with Christy. Actually, she has a partner, Chantel Grubbs, who I've actually spoken with a few times, and I get the Play for Life Moms texts on my phone. This is a really cool thing, isn't it? Oh, it's awesome. It's great reminders to help you connect with your kids to just pause in your homeschool day. And Christy shares with us how she came to think of this concept and how she and other homeschool moms can use it to just make their homeschool life that much better. Okay, well, I am super excited to get to hear how this all came about and hear a little more about it because I know that these texts are blessing me as I go through my homeschool days. So we're going to get right on with that interview after this word from our sponsor. This episode of the Homeschool Snapshots podcast is brought to you by Plan Your Year. Plan Your Year is the homeschool planner that shows you how. It walks you step by step through creating a homeschool plan unique to your home, your kids, your family. There are over 40 printable planning pages plus an 80-page planning guide where Pam walks you through creating your plan for the year. Nothing ever expires and you get free updates every year. It's the only homeschool planner you will ever need. Check out a free sample pack of planning pages and more information at freehomeschoolplanner.com. And now, on with the podcast. 
Christy Thomas is a military wife, a mom of three, and public school teacher turned homeschooler. With a heart for helping moms and kids connect in simple but meaningful ways, she is one of the co-founders of Play for Life Moms. This innovative program is all about infusing a little joy and playfulness into family life. Christy joins us today to chat about how she and her kids work and play through their homeschool days. Welcome, Christy. Hi. Hi, it is so great to have you here. I'm so excited to be here. I've listened to this podcast such a long time. Oh, that's fabulous. I'm I'm very excited to be here, too. I'm going to be great to talk to you about Play for Life Moms and all the different ways that you add fun to your homeschool. Yeah, life is boring if we're not busy playing. Exactly. Right. I love your motto. So tell me a little bit about your family, your kids, and how long you've been homeschooling. Okay. We've homeschooled from the start. So I'll start that way. I have three kids, two girls and a boy, and they are 11, 9, and 5. And they are the grittiest, awesomest kids I know. They're military Mm -hmm. kids, and they've moved. My oldest two have lived in five states so far, and they are just amazing. Awesome. Wow. Okay, so you have a good spread of ages and sounds like they have had some really tremendous experiences. And you said you've been homeschooling since the start. What made you decide to homeschool? Because it says in your bio that you were a public school teacher. So I'm really curious about that. Okay, so I'm also married to this amazing stud in the military. And because of his career, the first three years we were married, we moved every year. And I was a new teacher every single year at a new school in a different state. Wow, that is a lot to get used to. Yeah. So I taught the same grade two years in a row. I taught sixth grade twice, and then I taught third grade. And it was culture shock every single time. And I didn't grow up moving. So to be the new teacher every year made me really convince my husband early on that we were going to homeschool at least K through three to make sure that nothing fell through the cracks in their early education. Oh, that's so cool. So you you took that early experience in your marriage and just said, all right, this is what we're doing. (laughs) Yeah, I knew that if he was going to stick with this military thing, that for our family, with my teaching background, that I needed to make sure that, you know, because up to when you're in education school, they always remind you, that up to third grade, you're learning how to read. And after third grade, you're reading to learn. And I really wanted to make sure that that foundation was set, like really strong for my kids. And I couldn't guarantee that they were going to get, you know, K through three in the same spot. So with homeschooling, do you have any homeschool gurus that you turn to for advice, wisdom, or just encouragement? Totally. I am a huge Julie Bogart, Brave Writer fan, and Susan Wise Bauer. Those were like my gateway into switching from a public school teacher mindset into a homeschooler mindset. Was that transition hard going from public school to homeschool? Yes and no. It's getting harder the more that I teach my girls the grades that I used to teach. Like those flashbacks come back of what the kids were doing then. Because I haven't taught since Callie was born, my oldest. I've been out of the classroom a long time. So, but when I teach third grade or sixth grade, it's like, whoa, I knew what this was like. That would be such an interesting, because I've had a little bit of public school experience 
from a therapist's point of view. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So seeing the difference between a public school classroom and homeschool life, there is a significant difference. So that's what I was curious about what that transition was like for you, for sure. Okay. So I'm wondering, your homeschool day is most like which literary classic, would you say? So it took me a while. I had to admit to myself that I'm not a huge fan of any, I think, literary classics. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so I dug out my classics and I decided that out of the classics I've read, I would live in Ramona and Beezus's world. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and I think there definitely been, I think Kelvin and Hobbes has to fit his classic nowadays because it's been retired so long. And so True. it's like a combination of Ramona and Beezus and Kelvin here. <laughs> that's awesome. I love that answer. So I know you have the public school background and homeschool experience, but let's pretend it's 2 a.m., and you're lying in bed awake, what keeps you up worrying? I'm worrying probably not so much about education because I really think there are no educational emergencies. Things always will work out or I'll be able to find the right person to ask. But I'm in bed worrying about what state we're going to move to next and what laws I'm going to have to jump through. Oh, yeah. So the logistics of it and then accommodating to the homeschool laws where you're going to be moving. That's that's a good point because we were talking about that a bit with Nadine, who's up in Canada, and the different homeschool laws by state, it varies tremendously. So I had never thought about that, but needing to move so often, how that would play out in your homeschool. So when my kids get to high school age and we cross into that whole world of transcripts and official stuff, it's going to feel more complicated because I know that we're going to move in the middle of that process. Right now, we've homeschooled in Connecticut, in Maryland, in Washington State, and now Nebraska. And every state is night and, you know, night and day different. That's incredible. That's a lot to process there. So it sounds like you have a lot of fun in your homeschool. You said there's no educational emergencies. What's the most important skill you want your kids to learn from you before they grow up? That they're already amazing, that they are just amazing people, just how they are, and that they have all the resilience and all the grit they need in order to learn whatever they need to learn. As a therapist, I love that answer completely and 100%. That's wonderful. That is such a great skill. And we think that that's innate for everyone, for our children, and it's not. So that you want to be able to help your kids find that within themselves is just beautiful. Love it. Love it. Yeah. I mean, that's, I don't think I could give them a greater educational gift of learning to learn, especially through like the hard stuff. And military Mm -hmm. life can be full of lots of hard stuff. Moving and leaving your best friends behind, having to say goodbye to your dad for deployment. I need them to know that they can learn through the hard stuff and they've got this in them already to handle it. Absolutely. Great lesson for kids. Great. So if your homeschool day starts to fall apart, (laughs) (laughs) hypothetically, of course, right? Yeah, sure. It never (laughs) happens, right? (laughs) What's your backup plan? What do you guys do to just say, okay, let's restart or maybe not restart? 
in order to restart, I need some sort of motion because motion always changes the emotion in my house. So it means we either go for a walk or we go for a drive, sometimes to a drive through, sometimes to a museum. And then we either do something and then we probably come back and read a book or watch a movie with popcorn. That's awesome. Yeah, just changing things up. And I love that you included that the motion, the action there, because it, with five boys myself, I know how important that is just to get the kids and myself moving. Sometimes I just need to get up and shake it out. So that's great. I love your ideas. Um, Thanks. So what would your kids say is the best part of being homeschooled? Okay, so I actually asked them, and I, I asked them, I said, what do you think is the best part? And my uh, my middle kid said the best part is getting out way earlier than the public school across the street gets out, because she watches the kids walk to and from school every day. And then my oldest said the best part was getting to sleep in. <laughs> <laughs> Do they know my kids? Are they friends? <laughs> so, I mean, we literally, I can throw a stone and hit an elementary school from across our house. And yeah, it's super funny to be the homeschooler, like across the street from a great school. <laughs> That's so neat. And so they get to see, actually see like the the benefits of being homeschooled, like literally right in front of their face. So that that's cool. What's the worst part of being homeschooled, would they say? So one kid said math, and then the other one said that it, it was a double-edged sword of hanging out with their siblings all the time and not hanging out with their siblings all the time. That sometimes family feels too much. Yes, uh, we, we've had a similar response here. <laughs> we love each other so much, and then uh -huh. we love each other too much. Yes, uh -huh. so I think many, many listeners could relate to that. <laughs> okay. Fill in the blank. As a homeschool mom, I really rock blank. Pausing to connect with my kids. Oh, that's awesome. How do you get yourself to pause? Sometimes that's hard. You get stuck on this little rut and you just keep going. So pausing to connect. How do you make that pause happen? I literally for a long time had alarms set on my phone to remind me <laughs> to pause and connect with them in like scheduled five minute one-on-one -on -one time with each kid so I wouldn't miss it. I think that is brilliant because you're making it happen. And I know so often in our day how I can just get completely immersed in a lesson or a project or something that I need to do around the house and how easy it is to forget just to put that book down and look them in the eyes and yet how vital it is to relationship building. So setting that alarm is a really great idea. <laughs> yeah, I'd be lost without all my alarms. So it really helped build a habit of making mm -hmm. sure I looked my kids in the eyes and made sure that this relationship really was important and not just the to-do list. But you also have another really great resource um, that you <laughs> and Chantel have formed, Play for Life Moms. And that is another great reminder. So tell us about the backstory of Play for Life Moms and where you got the idea. Okay, so Play for Life Moms is kind of blossomed out of a old Julie Bogart Brave Writer Periscope video where she talked about play being important. And Chantel 
in that thread said, I just need someone to send me reminders. And so we connected and I took all these timers that I already had set on my phone for myself and we kind of turned them into text messages we would send to other people. And we send about 15 text messages a month to our members. I am a member and I fully appreciate those text messages. Sometimes that is what gets me through my afternoon because for some reason that is our witching hour. And those text messages are like, oh, yes, thank you. Thank you. I needed that. So I love this idea of having it set up and just there when you need it. Yeah. I mean, we all just need like our fairy godmother. That's how I see these text messages. They're my fairy godmother that like reminds me to be that mom, that happy, fun mom that I really want to be, but kind of get lost in the urgency of, you know, the urgent but not important stuff. Yes, exactly. Can you give us a few of your favorite low stress, low prep ways for having fun with your kids? Sure. Okay. So some of my favorite easiest ways, I'm going to go through like little age group up to a bigger age group. So starting with some little kids, my favorite way is just shadow puppets and sitting in a dark space with flashlights and coming up with different ways to make bunnies talk or ducks talk using silly voices and just leaning into each other. And then for a little bit bigger kids, I like getting on a sheet and those laundry baskets and dumping the laundry out of them and coming up with like putting a stuffed animal on there and making the stuffed animals fly with my kids oh, that's so cool. and catching them that in is, the basket. I am stealing that idea for tomorrow. My boys will love that. <laughs> it is a total mood changer. Like if you have a cranky kid, this will automatically like first they'll think mom is a little bit crazy and then they will totally buy in and like, you know, soften because that's what play does. It softens us. Oh, yes. Yes, definitely stress relief and a stuffed animal launcher. How could that not turn the day around? That's great. <laughs> and then for um, bigger you, kids, always you mm-hmm. got to, you know, get all the all the socks in the house and just have an all out sock war snowball fight and just protect the oh, breakable thing and protect the breakables. <laughs> That's so cool. I love it. Yes. Indoor snowball fight with socks. Yep. How do you maintain a good mix of work and play in your homeschool? Well, okay. So I have to remember that since nothing is an educational emergency, that we really have way more time than we think as homeschoolers because, you know, we're with these kids all year round, not just 10 months, that I have time to relax, that there's space, that and if I'm having fun with my kids, that means that they're going to remember things better when we do work. The retention level is better, definitely. Yeah, their stress level is down. We're connected as a family, right? Happy learners. No one learns when they're stressed out. Oh, I completely agree, completely. So as homeschooling moms, we're with our kids all day, like you mentioned, and often right beside them, right? We're doing math problems and spelling words. So why is connection still an issue? Because it's not just the quantity of time that we spend with people, right? Like we've, we've all had that road trip where we're all in the car for like 12 hours. But by the end of the road trip, no one wants to be around each other anymore. 
Absolutely. It's, it's the quality of time that we spend with people. So while you're sitting next to the kid, are you barking orders to try to get the fractions done a little bit faster? That may have been me today. Or you could sit there and, you know, rub their back and make sure that they have the nice smelly pencil they like and go a little bit slower. But remember that I only get this one day with this really cool nine and a half year old. And that quality of how we interact really is the game changer. Right. So making it more about every day. And okay. so let me ask you, Christy, what if I'm not a fun mom? But you are. You are a fun mom. Even if you think you're not a fun mom, there is something that if you were to text your best girlfriend right now, she would say, oh, well, I think you're really fun when you do this. You just can't see it because you're stressed out. Yeah, I agree. Sometimes when you are stressed and you're like in the trenches, uh huh, you don't feel fun at all. And then you might don't mention feel fun anymore. Yeah, to your friends or family. And they're like, oh, my gosh, that's so cool. And you're like, really? I didn't feel that cool. So I agree. I think fun is relative. That's my thing. (laughs) Yeah, it is. And, you know, and there's different phases, right? Like, totally get it. When my husband's deployed, I totally don't feel like the fun mom. I feel really stretched thin. We use a lot more paper plates. I'm trying to get everyone to bed early so I can have some quiet time. Those seasons are there. But then when my my friends would remind me, but you played Play-Doh with your kids. Like, I never play Play-Doh. So there's always some way that you are the fun mom compared to someone else. Yes, I agree. So, all right, it's time for our fast five. So this is when I ask you five questions and you say the first thing that comes to your mind. You ready? Okay, I'll take a deep breath. I think deep breath. Have your hand on the buzzer. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Okay. Okay. All set. I'm totally kidding. That's just a visualization there. Okay. Question one. You just received an Amazon gift card. What are you spending it on? I want boom whackers. Boom whackers. Tell me about these. They're drums that you hit things with. They're like these long, colorful tubes that all have pitches. My family is really big. We make our own music videos for YouTube. And we watch a lot of music videos on YouTube. And there's this group called Walk Off the Earth. And they use boom whackers all the time to make the coolest videos. And I want some. Oh, I want one too. But just don't tell my boys. Because it'll be mayhem. That's so cool. Boom whackers. Nice. Okay. We'll have to find a link to that to put in the show notes. Because I think everybody's going to want boom whackers now. I will. Um, I will show some fun videos for you. (laughs) Sweet. Okay, what is your favorite game for family night? Okay, Sushi Go or Nintendo Land on the Wii U. Ooh, okay. I have not done either of those. I don't have Sushi Go. I heard it's awesome. So, okay, that's it's great. It's super we'll that fast-paced, and I am the Sushi Go master, and I wear a bandana because I am the reigning champion. <laughs> that's awesome. I love it. Okay. What is the best way to spend the day with your kids? Going out for donuts and then exploring someplace we haven't been to yet. Because we're always moving about every two years. So one of my favorite things to do with my kids is finding the cool new things for where we live right now. Ooh, 
yes, yeah, so much to explore. And then the donut part that just adds a sweet little always the day. Nice. nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotta have donuts. Okay. What are you reading right now? I am reading A Simplified Life by Emily Lee. It's kind of like uh, clear the clutter, organize your whole life. It feels good to look at. We'll see how I do. And then I'm also reading Listen by Patty Whipler. Those sound very neat. Uh, we'll, we'll add links to those in the show notes. That Simplified Life one, I, that sounds like something I really need. And probably, I would imagine a few listeners do too. So you'll have to let us know how that goes. <laughs> the first okay, chapter la- has had me purge with abandon so far. Ooh, purge with abandon. Okay, that sounds like it's right <laughs> <in> my alley. <laughs> Okay, last question. I've got to have blank to get me through the day. A run. A run? You're a runner. That's right. How much do you run every day? At least a mile. I've ran 530 days in a row. Holy cow. That is awesome. Is this a, a goal that you have for yourself? or? Um, well, the goal was to do a year. And now, now I'm past a year. And I don't know when I'm going to stop. Have you always loved to run? No, I hated running until I took a PE class that made me run in college for credit. That's so neat. Now, do you find that as a stress relief as a homeschool mom? So, yeah. So that's why I need it to get through my day. It's like 10 minutes of guaranteed either really good mom lyrics that kids aren't supposed to hear or 10 minutes of silence. Or 10 minutes of crying without anyone knowing that I'm crying or, you know, whatever I need. It's that space for at least 10 minutes. That's a great, healthy channel for all of that. (laughs) So that's fabulous. I'm I'm glad that you found that. So, Christy, where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram at EverydayRunnerChristy or everywhere under the name Play for Life Moms. Play number four, Life Mom. Okay, great. And you mentioned a YouTube channel? Oh, yeah. We have a family YouTube channel, and it's called Thomas and the Stars. And you can see my husband and my cute kids. I do all the videoing, so you won't see me in front of the camera for those. Oh, that's great. I can't wait to check those out. Well, thank you so much for joining us to talk about Play for Life Moms and how we can add fun to our homeschool and just... Remember that there's no educational emergencies. I I love that. Yeah. Well, whoever's listening, all the moms listening are exactly the right moms they need to be for their kids. You just need to pause and connect with yourself and figure out what you need to do to feel supported and love your family more. And Play for Life Moms definitely does help that. So I encourage you to check out their site and see how they can help you pause and just make time to connect with your kids. It's just a great, great program. Yes, with Play for Life Moms, we play, pause, connect more. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Christy. I really appreciate talking to you. Thank you, Amy. And there you have it. Now, if you'd like links to any of the books and resources that Christy and I chatted about today on the show, you can find them in the show notes for this episode of the podcast. Those are at pambarnhill.com forward slash HSP 59. Looking forward to some more great homeschool interviews to encourage and inspire. Until then, rock your homeschool.